Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we casually discuss the Animorphs one book at a time. I'm Casey. And I'm Alex. We've done all the books. And now we're diving into the TV show. Join us every Tuesday for a new mission. And don't worry, we promise to have you back under the two-hour time limit. Maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army. (laughs) Whenever we get to a pause, I'm like, should we talk about the episode now? (laughs) I just... just, Okay. (laughs) So Scott and I finished watching the episode, and Scott just turned to me and goes... Good luck talking about this one. Nothing happens. <laughs> oh my god, how fucking true though. <laughs> so true. Literally nothing happened. Nothing at all. They took like a tiny tiny part of Megamorphs 1. Or was it Megamorphs? Yeah, no, that's it I took me forever to figure it out. Like not figure out where it was from. I recognized it immediately and then I'm like that's Megamorphs, right? And then yeah. I was like no, because there was the Valique and there was the party. And, and I'm like, well, no, they edited all that out. And this was like the Rachel chapters only of Megamorphs 1. The Rachel chapters in the first third of the book. Right. In Megamorphs 1. <sighs> the, and like, I, once I like remembered where it was from, which did, as soon as uh, she started talking about gymnastics camp, I'm like, okay, that's directly out of the book. And then she <laughs> morphed. And then she hit the tree, and I was like, oh, right, I remember. Like, it's all coming back to me now. And then I was, like, waiting for, like, certain things. And I'm like, oh, whenever, I wonder what they're, like, I don't remember seeing any creature I thought was, like, a leak at all. So I was, like, waiting and waiting and waiting. And then, like, three quarters of the way through the episode, I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to see any of that shit. Yeah. I... When she got to the the cabin, I was like, oh, she's going to get trapped in the cabin and then she's going to turn into a bear. And she didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nothing. And it's going to burn down. It's going to burn down. Yeah, no. None of that. No. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing happened. Uh, Like that pretty much just summed up the entire episode. Yeah. We're, I think we're done here. (laughs) Yeah. We left out the yerk camp and that was about it. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I super duper just. My my notes are, like, half as long as they usually are, because it's like, nothing fucking happened in this episode. Yeah. Like, not even anything overtly offensive happened in this episode. No, just boring. It was just, yeah, it was so boring. There wasn't even, like, like character moments that were kind of funny. Like, there was so few, and they felt like they all got cut before they could say, like, whatever the funny thing was. Yeah... I'm thinking specifically of the baseball scene. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was all just so lukewarm. It was. It was like, it's not terrible. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, just just felt like a filler episode, honestly. Yeah, but not even in like a something funny happened and this was a fun side adventure. It was yeah, just like... like it's like a recap episode in anime when they don't have any more budget and they're just kind of like recycling a bunch of animation and being like, Hey, remember when this thing happened? Here's a five minute segment about that episode. But like, not in that format necessarily, but like in the sense that it really didn't need to be here. Yeah. 
I I will say I kind of like that idea of doing that when it adds to the like the character is telling us a story about what happened and then they add context to it that makes it fun. Not this is not talking about animorphs. Yeah. This is just talking about stories that I like. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's something that I feel is interesting to me, which mm-hmm. this episode wasn't, so. Yeah, and I'm thinking specifically, um, do you remember that episode of Korra where, that was basically like a recap episode? And they had yes, like the little- Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, and it's like, I know they did that because they did like not have any budget and they were like, well, we can either fire a bunch of animators or we can do a recap episode and they yeah. chose to do the recap episode. So if it's like a situation like that, I understand. But yep. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this show anyway in the best of circumstances. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I don't... And I'm not really like sure. I I'm just like, I don't know why... With how many stories there were and how easy it would have been. And even, like, knowing that at this point, like, Megamorphs probably relatively recently had come out. Mm-hmm. Because they started doing the TV show, like, what, mid-teens or whatever in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, like, even, even knowing that, like, there's so much that happens. Okay, let's take a look in the books. Let's see where we are in the series versus this. Because... <laughs> Take a Maybe look. They've... It's in the book. <laughs> uh, okay. Animorphs wiki. Let's go to... Nope, I don't need this. Oh, I was just thinking over this episode, and I'm thinking maybe this was kind of like a budget-saving episode, because like 90% of it is filmed in the woods, which is probably like public land. And yeah. they had to pay for a lot of hawk. and And wolf. And a couple of extras that speak. Just two, I think. Uh, so there's like the crazy lady, there's the med student, and oh, then there's yeah. who I like to call handsome boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's the list in chronological order. So it's the invasion, yeah. obviously, the visitor, the encounter, the message, the predator, the capture, the stranger, Megamorse one. The alien, the secret, the android, blah, blah, blah. So, like, if I hover over this, will it give me a recap? No, it just tells me the name. Okay. So, let's see. What's the stranger about? Let's remind myself. Rachel. They found a new entrance to the Yerk pool. Gets a bear. Oh, this was the Elemist one. Was it? So, they're, yeah. Okay. So, like, they're kind of going in order. Kind of. But, like, we saw the alien already, though, which came out <laughs> after. But I think we've also had a conversation on the Discord this past week in that we don't actually know what order the episodes aired in. <laughs> like, yeah. they may have just Fireflyed this shit. Yeah, except <laughs> in Firefly, it was devastating to the plot and yeah. one at a time that killed it, and Animorphs just shot itself in its own goddamn foot. <laughs> Repeatedly. Repeatedly, rapid fire. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is not so much did these air in order, what order did they air in, blah, blah, blah. It was more like, what did they have on the table to work with at the time, and why did they choose this? Yeah. Because I don't know, man. Yeah. (laughs) Like, 
<laughs> like the last episode had, you know, it was horrible, but it had funny uh-huh. moments and it had, you know, shit to get mad about. And this one is just so nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we gotta, we gotta talk about it because, because we gotta. Because it's our job. Because we made it our job. We we made this commitment to entertain the masses, the tens of people that follow mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to disappoint those tens of people. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I guess. Let's do it. I mean, okay. I don't know what we're going to do, but I guess we'll just have to rely on our winning personalities to entertain these people. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. Let's 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 get this over with. Oh man, <laughs> energy, energy tanking. You, it, the good news is you don't have to bring any energy to this recap. There's nothing to, <laughs> to feel. <laughs> I feel nothing. <laughs> All right, this is episode eleven, the Forgotten. <sighs> Maybe conspiracy theory. Maybe they called it The Forgotten, not because that was the title of anything, but because they forgot they had to do an episode this week and they just had to wing it. (laughs) Shit, what can we do? (laughs) Kids, get in the woods. (laughs) There's one book where Rachel loses her memory. Perfect, we'll do that. Yep. How does it go? Well, there's a space monster. There's a giant battle. There's the first time that Cassie goes in her, like, bird to whale, like, fastball special morph, (laughs) blah, blah. Scrap all of that. None of that is necessary for this plot. We can't afford that. <laughs> Where are we going to get a whale on two days notice? Oh, no. Okay, for real. Let's anyway. talk about this episode. I really don't want to. I know. I know. We'll keep it. We'll, we'll make it fast. All right. So okay. episode 11, The Forgotten. Uh, Rachel is walking in a busy road. And talking about how she's going to gymnastics camp. She signed up for it before the war started and she was going to cancel. But everyone said she should go and take a break from the Yerks. Um, Mm -hmm. But before she does go, she has to go and check in with Tobias because they're sort of connected. Scott (laughs) asked me if that meant they fucked. No, No, it doesn't. I was like, is that what the kids are calling it these days? (laughs) Yes, it is. We are connected emotionally. We're we have a strong relationship, one might say. Wink. <laughs> one might say we're in a healthy and mutually beneficial relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Except uh, person and bird. Well, but you know, it's fine. Whatever. It's fine. I've given up on this. If Tobias can fit through a fucking... <laughs> a tiny ferret hole. A tiny ferret hole, which somehow was dug in the York pool. Also, he was shot to death before then and somehow resurrected. What can't Tobias do? Jesus Christ. He's honestly more powerful than the Elemis in this series. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe the Elemis gave him his morphing powers back off screen and they woke him up and he morphed into a cockroach and they brought him up. And it was, like, pre-ever meeting the Elemis, so he was very fucking confused. Yeah. And then the Elemis showed up, and he was like, well, it's starting to make sense now. The Jedi are here. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh, TV show. Why are you so bad? I don't know. Ugh. 
Okay, so Rachel crosses the street. She goes into this forested area, dumps her backpack in the bushes, uh, checks to see if no one's around, and then she morphs into a Harris hawk. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Um, she starts flying. She's looking around. There's some camera shots of the trees. We're having a great time. Um, we get some recycled footage from the Tobias and Cassie Bunny episode where the hawk is clearly on the glove. And then... Yeah. The hawk starts screaming a lot, and there's just a montage of shots of the hawk, and there's a lowered tree line, and then blackness. So I guess she crashed for, like, no fucking reason? Yeah, and, like, this led me to trying to remember how she crashed in the in the books. I thought she got attacked she was... by another bird or something. I thought so. I thought she was, like, mobbed by crows yeah. or something. Yeah. Which I guess might have been hard to film. Well, okay, but you're just filming that shitty aerial shot. It just make crow noises. Throw a wing in a shot or two. You don't have to see yeah. the whole crow. Yeah. With some fast, clever editing, you probably could have pulled it off. I mean, even if you didn't pull it off in a way where you're like, oh, I can see the crow attacking the bird, you very easily could have added in an element that made the viewer understand what was happening more so than... Ah, crash like oh my that god. made no sense oh my god okay 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 so later they talk about how rachel doesn't have a bird morph and you could have worked that in you could have been like rachel is like oh hey this is a brand new morph i've never used it before i don't really know how to fly that well but i'll just wing it <laughs> pun um and then as she's flying she starts having this internal monologue like oh wait oh shit the wind gusted oh no i can't fly i'm losing control oh shit oh shit boof Yep. Like, you could have done that, maybe. I don't know. It probably wouldn't have been the greatest solution, but... Would have made more sense than what happened. Yeah! <laughs> or, she just... or, like, have a kid with a BB gun. How hard is it to get a kid with no lines to hold a BB gun for five <laughs> minutes while you film them? <laughs> like, there's any number of solutions that could have happened. Yeah, but instead she just fucking lost control and crashed? I don't know. Yeah? Sure. Sure. Suspension of disbelief. Who am I to question these fine folks making this TV show? This quality TV show. (laughs) Yep. God, with all of the excitement of watching golf on a Sunday with your grandparents. Mm. It's almost as good as the watching paint dry channel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, my favorite channel. (laughs) Have you seen Hex hashtag 00145? That's my favorite. <laughs> oh, God. The world's shittiest game show. We're going to pick a color swatch. You have to guess the Hex number. I would shoot myself in the face repeatedly. <laughs> I know. Black and white. And that's it. <laughs> Even then, if it's one shade off and the Hex code is different, you probably visually can't tell, but we'll know forever. Oh, God. Whoa. <laughs> so anyway, Rachel's dead. And that's the end of the Yay. episode. <laughs> uh, just kidding. She's on the ground. She keeps telling herself to morph out, morph out, morph out, and then fades to black. And we cut to the intro credits. Yep. Which is the best part of this episode. <laughs> it was honestly in this episode, the intro credits were more of a threat than any other time we've watched it. Because... <laughs> 
Like, that's what just happened. And all of a sudden, they're like, no turning back, no backing down, nowhere to run, no solid ground. And you're like, I can't fucking leave this episode. I'm trapped here forever. <laughs> we gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, idiot child. Dummy. Guess who has to watch our show forever now? Oh, it's no. you. The worst fate. It is the worst fate. Uh, yep. So, <laughs> Rachel's on the ground. Uh, mm-hmm. she sits up and she's like, what happened? What am I doing here? What is here? And I'm like, what happened indeed, Rachel? God. <laughs> I will say, though, whoever did the leaf work in her hair knocked yeah. it out of the park. But yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. She's got mm-hmm. all sorts of shit in her hair. And she, I didn't know that much shit could be held in one's hair. <laughs> I wonder if they were just like, hey, Brooke, just like roll on the ground for a minute. <laughs> there's no way she picked up that much leaf debris and like in her like it's woven into her hair there's no way she got it just from rolling around on the ground oh man how did they do it though somebody must have placed them there anyway she's I... disgusting yeah she's gross it's great she, she fucking crashed she's clutching her head clearly she has some sort of concussion mm-hmm. um to sell the fact that she just lost all her memories um, she sits up and she sees that her right arm is half birdwing, and she's like, "What the fuck? I don't understand what's happening because I've lost my memories." Um, she morphs it back into human. She stands up, puts her coat on, starts walking away. What? What was the point of the coat being put on? Uh, I don't know. Survival instincts, like, oh hey, I'm in the woods now. I guess I better put my coat on for protection from the elements. Well, then, like, be wearing it originally when you morph. It would make more sense than it being tied around your waist and being included in the morph. <laughs> but everybody tied shit around their waist in the 90s. That's true. That yeah. being in the 90s, though, seemed like the least important detail of that scene to me. I mean, I don't know. I'm not... I'm, I don't really know anything, <laughs> honestly. I, I'm grasping at straws. Oh, oh, okay. So... Tobias is here, though. And oh, yeah. Th- I think this might have been the best part of the episode. So, okay. So, Tobias is flying around in the sky. He's thought-speaking, calling to Rachel. And he's like, remember we, met- we said we were going to meet at 10 o'clock? Um, he lands on the ground, presumably, at their meeting place. Um, <laughs> we get a shot of the hawk, like, landing in slow motion. And he immediately starts eating a piece of meat on the ground. <laughs> and it was dying. Um... He sees Rachel's backpack in the bushes, and the hawk starts, like, walking over to it. I love that so much. So cute. So cute. Oh, my God. They're so awkward when they walk on the ground. I know, right? Oh. His legs. Uh, they're just, they're all legs. Boop, boop, boop. Um, <laughs> he starts, like, poking around in the backpack. And it's just, it's so cute. This hawk did so good. <laughs> so what we're saying is the hawk gets the highest acting score of this episode yes yes Good, I, I'm I think I'd agree with that so yeah Tobias is like oh shit it's Rachel's backpack she's not here close up of my face <laughs> hawkbird uh, hawkbird <laughs> he's a hawk and also a bird uh then we cut to Marco sitting at the base of a tree. He's watching Cassie and Jake playing some kind of sports ball. Um, Cassie 
has a bat and she tells Jake to move back and Jake's like, I think I'll be okay. And I was getting kind of a flirtatious vibe, but in kind of a Cassie, you suck at sports kind of way. Yeah, like I'll mentor you because I'm the boy. Yeah, and I know how to play baseball. I know soft. baseball. Well, he was pitching underhand, so softball? I don't know. Some I th- kind of ball. I mean, the ball size <laughs> said softball to me, but I feel like he was pitching underhand because he didn't believe in Cassie's prowess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, she does miss the first swing, but I don't blame her whatsoever because baseball and softball throw. are stupid games. Oh. And yeah, that was a shitty throw, Jake. That Sorry, was your that fault. You- <laughs> it was his fault. <laughs> Uh, um, so she messes, Cassie throws the ball back, Marco's laughing at her because he's a very supportive friend, um, and they're just kind of mocking her, and <laughs> Tobias flies in and lands above Marco, and he's like, guys, 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 and Marco is like, oh, you're just in time, Laurel's about to pitch to Hardy, and then- I Oh, I was just gonna ask you to explain that joke to me, I didn't get it. Uh, Laurel and Hardy, a comedic duo? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know anything not, they did. It's not the most rele- relevant joke, I feel. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, I also don't know anything about Laurel and Hardy. Anyways, sorry, moving on. Yeah, a little before my time. Um, yeah, not, not Marco's best joke. Um, but like, there's just like... A couple shots of, like, Jake pitches to Cassie. Cassie hits the ball, almost hits Marco. Tobias, with all sense of urgency lost, it compliments Cassie on her hit. Because it's not, like, a, an emergency or anything. Yeah, but then, to his credit, he ramps it back up immediately after that. Yeah. He gives them, like, 30 seconds of fooling around and banter before he's like, oh, by the way, Rachel's missing. Uh-huh. Um, and then, oh my god, Marco's next, sorry, Marco is the one that stands up and goes, no, she's not, she's at gymnastics camp. And, like, I just love that he was the one that was like, guys, we've been over the schedule ten fucking times, how can none <laughs> of you remember this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Yep. Um, Anyways. Yeah. So, Tobias drops that bomb. Everyone's like, what the fuck? And Tobias says they were supposed to meet up before she went to camp, but he found just her backpack and not her. And he takes off and goes to look for her again. Um, I'll tell you what I noticed in this scene. And it'll explain to you just how boring this entire scene was. Sean's hair was very much combed straight up at the front with a lot of gel, as was the style in that time. And he got like, he had a really nice straight line. Okay, I. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't notice that. (laughs) Because this episode is so boring. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm so sorry to anyone who's listening to this. I just. I'm having such a hard time with mustering any enthusiasm for this fucking episode. Honestly, you've mustered so much more than I thought was possible already. I'm really I'm, trying. I'm really, I'm way more interested in your retelling than I am the entirety of the episode that I watched. Oh my god. I'm, 
I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm trying to swim in jello here. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I guess Jake had some really good hair in a moment. I mean, yeah, it was it was really really straight. I just think it's funny that Cassie almost hit Marco with a ball and he like jumped away. <laughs> That was very good. I mean, if you want to talk about who's actually the best at baseball, not only did she have to believably miss the first throw, which she did, she then had to hit it and hit it right towards Marco, which she also did. So, like, you want to talk about the real MVP. Yeah. Nadia Nascimento, I think it's pronounced, but I'm not sure. Fucking beamed it. She did. She nailed both baseball shots, so... (laughs) Who sucks now, Iceman? Yeah, Jake. <laughs> Ugh. So, we are back in the woods. Rachel's walking around. She's lost and confused. She's clutching her head. Um, the most I'm... relatable part of this episode. <laughs> I am also lost and confused and clutching my head. <laughs> I'm just like, Rachel, you probably have a concussion. You probably shouldn't be walking, but whatever. She wouldn't know that. She doesn't even know her own name. That's true. Um, <laughs> oh God. So the very next thing she does is she trips over a log and falls down. And she just kind of like lays there for a second like, yep, this is my fucking life. <laughs> and I really appreciated that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I felt watching this episode. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she gets up. She spots a cabin. Um, cabins in the woods, always a good sign. Um, this is where I thought she was going to light it on fire and become a bear. Did not happen. No, none of that happened. Um, she walks up to the house. She starts calling for anyone. She looks around. Finally, she opens the door, lets herself in. Um, someone is like clearly watching her from the bushes. She goes in the house and there's like a plate of some sort of like nuts or berries on the table. And she just like starts eating it. <laughs> with like no hesitation at all um big axe vibes i'm here for it um and then she goes over to the wall picks up a jar from the shelf and inside it is filled with like gelatin or hand sanitizer or something and it's suspended inside it's a yerk Yerks. yerk yerk um she studies it for a moment she has a flashback of herself in the yerk pool and she flashes back to now, shakes her head, puts the jar back. And then she finds another door in the back of the house and starts poking around. And someone runs up to her and slams the door behind her, trapping her inside. It's crazy, Helen! Just kidding, it's Yay. a different lady. Aww. I'm sorry, there's no pecan logs. In this moment. <sighs> you know, I really miss crazy Helen. She's a great character. She is great. She's probably a Twin Peaks fan. Yeah, there's no way she's not a Twin Peaks fan. She's (sighs) so into that. Oh my god. Speaking of Twin Peaks, Mm -hmm. we tried watching Dune the other day. We made it about two-thirds of the way through. And I was like, yeah, this is definitely a David Lynch film. Like, (laughs) very similar vibes. Maybe it was just Kyle MacLachlan. Um, I really feel like the trick to this is getting drunk in a bar and watching it, because that really did it for me. Uh, God, it's like a two-hour-long movie, though. It's a lot. You gotta get real drunk. 
gonna get real fucking drunk. Yeah, real it probably would have been drunk. better drunk. It was not a good. I've never watched it sober, so I could not tell you. It's, it's not. It's just not. Oh my god, I'm fucking dying, Alex. I'm sorry. I have nothing, nothing more to offer. I mean, if it helps, you're like, you've got to be over halfway through at this point. Like, nothing happens. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy Helen's here. Some lady. Uh, she did great, though. I really liked that actress. She was very good. Yeah, this was a really powerful extra. Yeah, she was very committed and talented, which is not a combination we get in this series, unless you're the main kids. I Apollo. wish... I wish she had spit more, though. Yeah. Like, I was craving, like, bits of spittle just, like, flying out of her mouth as she, like, ranted about yurks and controllers. Yeah. But... Yeah, that would have been better. But she did great. She did great, yes. I am nitpicking. Because <laughs> that's all I can do. I, there's not much else we can really dig into, so... Yeah. Um. So Rachel's like, hey, what's up? I hit my head in the woods. Can you help me? And the lady starts yelling, you're your Carrie. Um, Rachel's like, I'm a what? And the lady picks up the jar and shows her. And she's like, this is my yurk. I can't be controlled anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Shit like that. Uh, <laughs> Rachel stuck this in her house. This is Peter, my yurk. This is Peter. He's amazing. And he drove me here. <laughs> that has a whole new meaning when it's a yurk. <laughs> he drove my body here. Oh no. Uh. (laughs) Yes, I have a problem, and it's called caring too much. (laughs) Look at me. (laughs) I wish Craig was in this episode. Me too. (laughs) Little baby Billy Eichner. Oh, Billy Eichner is one of my heroes. National treasure. He is a national treasure. Oh, um, God. Okay. The kids are digging through Rachel's backpack. Marco's chilling with Tobias. Um, he asks Fido if he's done yet. Jake appears as a dog, and he threatens to pee on Marco's leg. Um, <laughs> Cassie shoves a shirt. What? <laughs> Cassie shoves a shirt into Jake's face, and he's like, here, get the scent of Rachel. Jake's like, uh, the scent ends. She must have morphed. Uh, Marco's like, she must have morphed a bird if the scent just stops. Cassie's like, she doesn't have a bird morph. Tobias is like, uh, yeah, she does. She acquired me. Then Cassie's like, oh, well, she must have crashed then. I don't know how you made that leap, but whatever. Wait, and... wasn't Cassie was the one that said she doesn't have Because didn't Cassie say she does have a bird morph right after that? Uh, I thought Cassie said she doesn't have a bird morph. And then Tobias is like, oh, yeah. I thought. She touched my head. That's, well, first of all, well, anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know where that was going. <laughs> she my brain my just worked in a, I took a side step to go forward and then I think backtracked. I could have sworn, I and don't quote me on this, I wasn't taking notes. So I, this is probably wrong, but I thought it was Cassie that said like, I thought somebody else said she doesn't have a bird morph. And then Tobias said, like, yeah, she does. We meet up here sometimes. And then Cassie said something like, 
yeah, she does have a bird morph, like, in a way that implied she came to my house and got one. Oh. But but I could, honestly, I was... (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) I don't, I just remember the dialogue being so confusing in this scene that, like, I couldn't... It was one of those where, like, I was trying to parse it as it was happening, and I was just like, wait, what? What? So I could be completely wrong, because I spent the whole, the entirety of the scene just staring at them, like... What is this argument that they're having? Why are they having it? Why is this the the dialogue? Who wrote this? Why did it yeah. go like this? Like there was yeah. nothing about this that like I was just in my own little like why is this happening? Why is this needed? Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know why. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that sums it up pretty nicely. I just <laughs> Rachel just pet Tobias's head. Yeah, yeah. That's all I care about. Touched him on his head. So Tobias flies off to go look for Rachel again, because that's all he does in this episode. Um, Rachel is having more flashbacks about Axe and the blue cube. And she asks the captor if she's ever heard of Andalites or morphing. The lady doesn't respond. Rachel's like, let me go. The lady starts ranting again. Rachel is going to infest her if she lets her go. Um, Bismillah, no. Let you go, let me go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, the lady mentions the sharing, and Rachel spies a hand-drawn map on the wall behind her. She has a flashback to the sharing poster. Um, I guess that's made to make us deduce that the map is going to lead her to the sharing. Um, Rachel grabs the map. The lady's like, "Don't touch that." And Rachel kicks a hole in the wall and gets out of the cabin and the lady runs after her and there's a chase scene. Who cares? Um, I was so glad when she kicked out those boards. We got that like super, this effect to me just screams the 90s when they put those boards on like some sort of pin so that they just rotate from the top when the kid mm-hmm. kicks out the bottom of the boards. Yeah. That that effect to me is like, welcome to the 90s. And I was so glad that we got to see that particular setup. <laughs> this is how, <laughs> these are the sorts of things that caught my attention. <laughs> in <this particular laughs> uh, <sighs> I don't know. I thought Rachel was just going to, like, take stuff off the wall and, like, break it so that the lady would, like, open the door and then Rachel was going to, like, beat her up or some shit. Nah, she was like, fuck this. I'll take down your entire house, lady. Fuck this shit, I'm out. (laughs) Ugh. So, yeah, Rachel's out. Thank God. Um, The others are still looking for her. Jake is still a dog. Um, Mark was like, we're so far from home. We're practically in the next county. Um... Jake gets another scent and leads them to the uh, crazy woman. Um, And she starts ranting and calling them controllers. And she mentions Rachel and Rachel was ranting about Andalites and morphing. Uh, Tobias is like, Rachel's hurt and she's in trouble. And Jake is like taking a different tact and is like, we have to find her before she says anything else incriminating. Mm -hmm. Um, Cassie's trying to like nicely ask the lady where Rachel went. Uh, the lady freaks out and throws leaves at them and runs away. Um, Jake like, says he found Rachel sent again and they run after. Violently. What? Sorry. No, Cassie reacted violently to the leaves being thrown at her. Did she? 
She like she turned away as if she was going to be hurt and like into Jake like oh, and it's like it's leaves. Just let them hit you and it didn't matter. <laughs> sorry. Moving. I'm so I'm so sorry. Must protect Cassie from the leaves. Oh, yeah. It was it was it was so it was so much, but it also was not so much. anything. It was nothing at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. Oh my god. Rachel's still running. She trips over another log. We get some good editing and slow-mo sandwiches. And by good editing, I mean terrible editing. Um, She's confused. She's scared. We see someone creeping on her, and an arm pushes some bushes away. Rachel's sitting there freaking out. We cut to commercial break. Okay, God, we're halfway through. I think we've talked about this for maybe 20 minutes. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, let's... Yeah. God. I'm suffering. Okay. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. This episode is just the worst. It is. Uh, um, the other kids break into the crazy lady's shack. She finds the yerk in the jar. Marco makes a joke about how it's a pickled yerk and that's just the way he likes them. Uh, Jake sees that Rachel has broken through the back of the shed and they run out and go try to find her. Uh, Rachel is running through the woods using the map that she stole uh, she hears a twig crack, calls out if someone there, turns around, runs into some guy, and she starts freaking out and running away, and he's like, whoa, 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 sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. What are you doing out here? Are you lost? And she says she's looking for something called the sharing. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're almost there. Are you a member or are you looking to join? She hesitates, says she is a member, and he's like, yeah, that's bullshit. Yep. And then she's like, it's just been one of those days. I'm just, like, really tired. <laughs> I'm just, like, having a really hard time right now. Like, I can't lie to you because I'm just so, like, upset right now. I just, I just can't even. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's like when you're trying to keep it together and you just can't. Like me in this episode. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, like when the police officer is trying to write you a ticket and you're just like, it's just been really hard for me right now. <laughs> My life is so much. It's just, I've had to handle so much lately and I'm just, I just stressed. can't anymore. I'm so stressed out. Everything's bad. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, God. Oh, yeah. She almost passes out. And he catches her, and I'm like, don't fucking touch her. And he is going to lead her to the camp, and there's a med student who will look at her head. Uh, And then there's a shot of the map on the ground, and a second later, the the crazy lady picks it up and runs off into the woods. Um, Yep. I don't trust this guy. He is too handsome. (laughs) Is that why you don't? (laughs) You don't trust him? It's not like any of the other vibes. It's just that he's too handsome. <laughs> not that he's like alone in the woods creeping. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, none of that. It's it's his handsomeness that yeah, I hate. Yeah. Uh, fucking Tobias finds the camp of people. What are these people doing? <laughs> They're like playing tag badly. And there's, like, two people playing tetherball, except one of them is hitting the ball, and the other's just, like, catching it and throwing it back. Oh, my God. When this scene happened, Scott looked at it, and he just goes, I miss tetherball. 
<laughs> just wistfully. Yeah, he was just like in his own little world. Like, man, remember when tetherball used to be a thing? Oh God. Ugh. <laughs> uh, I couldn't tell if like the Yerks that were controlling these people were like trying to fit in, but they don't know how to play tetherball. Or if it was just the director didn't do a good job of directing the actors. Listen, there's no way that it was any sort of interesting story like what you just said, because (laughs) look at the rest of the show. We've been burned before. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Tobias lands in a tree loudly and obviously. He spots screaming. Screaming. (laughs) Nobody sees him. Um, he sees Rachel and the guy, he calls out to her. She's like, what the fuck? Did you hear that? And the guy's like, I didn't hear anything. And Tobias is like, it's Tobias. Scratch your head if you can hear me. And oh my fucking God. Yeah. And eventually she's just like, never mind. I didn't hear anything. I'm crazy. <laughs> and they, they walk away and Tobias flies away. Um, back with the kids. Jake's like, what the fuck is she doing with the sharing? And Marco's like, maybe she's one of them. Did we ever stop to consider? She was fooling us the whole time. Cassie's like, fuck you. She was probably just hurt and couldn't signal Tobias. Tobias is also like, fuck you. And Jake's like, we need to find her and stop her from saying anything else about us. And then Tobias is like, she hasn't been yerked. She just hasn't. And flies away in a rage. Yep. Vibes. Many vibes. I have nothing else to say about that. Yeah. Uh, Rachel's in the Sharing's med tent. There's a med student there. And he's like, so you don't know if you're a member? And he starts, like, touching her hair like a fucking creep. And Rachel's like, member's not the right word. What's the word? Yerk! Um, and the med student and the handsome guy look at each other like, oh my god, she knows. She knows words. She knows things about us. She knows. Yeah, here's the thing. Are you a full member or are you not? I'm a full member. I don't believe you because you don't remember. I know the word Yerk. And your your reaction isn't, maybe she is a full member. She said she was and she knows Yerk. It's instead like, <gasps> she found out about it. Something's got... I mean, I guess they did have the smarter reaction. I just, I feel like it would have been more interesting if she had of had to keep trying to lie her way out of the scenario without remembering what any of the truths or lies were. You're right. That would have been too interesting. Let's get back to it. <laughs> we can't have that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ugh. So the kids are hiding in the bush. They're observing everything. Uh, Jake turns to Tobias. He's like, we've been here an hour. Are you sure it's Rachel? And Tobias says he's sure. Um, I I did really like this shot. It started with Cassie and it kind of moved up into this like perfect diagonal all the way to Tobias who was sitting in a tree. And that is one of the few redeeming things about this episode that I have to say. Okay. Yeah. But even then, it was still kind of boring somehow. Yeah. 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 yeah the whole thing was. Yeah. 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 Uh, back in the med tent, med student is scanning Rachel's head with some sort of device. Uh, he's He finishes up and he says, no sign of an implant. Cut back outside. The kids are still in the bushes. Jake says to keep an eye out. They might have to go in and get her. Uh, Cut back to the med tent. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, The handsome guy scratches his ear and he asks the med student where Rachel is. Med student's like, she's resting and points to Rachel who is three feet away. 
you dumbass. Yeah, resting. Yeah, <laughs> on a cop. Um, handsome guy is like, she knows too much, and Visitor 3 is going to be pissed, and the med student's like, well, it won't be an issue after tonight. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, speaking of which, it's nighttime. The kids watch as the camp members roll out a hazmat container, and Cassie's like, it looks like a yurt pool. If so, they're doing infestations. Marco says, guess who's next? And they see that the guys are leading Rachel forward. Um, they leave their hiding place as Rachel goes into a tent. As she enters the tent, the handsome guy walks by her and he's scratching his ear. And then she has flashbacks to Jake scratching his ear. And I wonder... We've never seen that before. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is making me wonder if this was supposed to come after the Jake gets infested episode. Yeah, I mean, logically that that would be why they showed that shot in this episode, but I don't even think this was the one that was out of order, was it? I don't know anything. I just want to die. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> so she shakes off that memory. The med student tells her they found her parents. She thanks them for helping her. The med student says he wants to take another look at her head to make sure she's doing okay. She sits down. He tells her to focus on a spot on the wall and don't take her eyes off of it. So she does, and he starts getting his shit together. (laughs) Outside, a wolf has appeared and is walking (laughs) towards the people guarding the tent, and he growls, and the people freak out and run. Pretty sure this is not a wolf. There's a she-wolf in the closet. God, the entire music video was more interesting than this episode. Yeah, it, well, <laughs> yeah. It's just Shakira in a box, in a flesh-colored skin suit, in a box. Yep. Yeah, singing dancing. about wolves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the med student has a yurk on a pair of tongs. He tells Rachel to keep her head still, brushes her hair back. She turns and sees what he's doing, and she's like, no! And pushes him, and he, like, falls into the back of the tent. She tries to leave. Handsome guy stops her. Um, she's trapped, and then the quote-unquote wolf comes around the corner and walks towards everyone, growling. Um, this is another camera shot I really liked. They, like, put the camera directly behind the dog, and Mm -hmm. so you just see, like, his ears walking forward towards these people who are freaking out. Um, Mm -hmm. pretty good shot. I liked that. Um, the wolf is like, Rachel, it's me! Run! It's Marco. Spoiler alert. And she... What? What? (laughs) It's Marco? It's Marco? Sorry. No, it's okay. He's here. He's dog. Pretending to be a wolf. queer. Get used to it. (laughs) It's true. He's bi. Anyway. Yes. (laughs) So she runs out. What? Actual Marco. Actual Marco. Sorry, for anybody who's not clear on this, we're talking about actual Marco. Yeah. We are not yeah. talking about friend of the show, Boris. Yes. Who may or may not be by, I don't know, I've never asked We've him. We've never But Marco yeah. is confirmed by, yes. by Michael Grant on Twitter. Yeah. Google it. I can't do your work for you. Yeah. Google it. Do yourselves. <laughs> we're not your Google team. We're absolutely posing as an authority of some sort yeah. who explains things, but I'm not going to follow through on that promise today. 
In <laughs> fact, you should Google things for us because we always ask yeah. you to and no one ever does. <laughs> oh, God, please help us. We've turned to attacking the audience. This is going so good. You know what? I have rage and apathetic feelings towards this episode. I need some sort of outlet. I think you should take it out on the people. Yeah, I shall. It's all your fault, audience. This episode sucks. How fucking dare you? (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, We're almost done, though. Oh, my God. Yes. I think we have seriously only talked about this episode for, like, a little bit. I honestly think it's been a half hour. Nothing. Yeah, nothing fucking half. Okay. Uh... Rachel runs out of the tent. She runs into the woods. Jake catches her and puts a hand over her mouth. Cassie's like, it's okay, Rachel. It's us. We're your friends. Um, inside the tent, the handsome boy starts screaming and freaking out. Andalites! It's Andalites! Alert the camp! Marco runs away. People scream and run around. Um, the med student grabs the handsome boy and is like, calm down. Nobody needs to know this happened. And then we just fucking fast cut to the barn. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. Cool. It's fine. Uh, They're still trying to talk to Rachel and convince her that they are her friends. Rachel's like, if you're my friends, why don't you let me go home? And then she tries to leave. And Marco and Jake grab her and throw her back in her seat. This is what happens to me at every party I'm ever invited to. (laughs) Why won't you let me leave? If you were my friends, you'd let me go home and go to bed. You assholes. (laughs) Alex, it's 8.30 at night. I don't care! (laughs) Rachel's so relatable in this episode. She is. She's all of us. She is all of us. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, I don't know why Axe isn't here. There's no fucking reason why Paolo isn't here. They couldn't get him for this episode, I he guess. They didn't want to pay for him, I yeah. guess. Oh, God. That's another reason why this episode sucked. No axe. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, they said she can't go home until she remembers who she is. She's like, I'm not one of you. You guys are freaks. And Jake's like, uh, you can do everything we can do. I'll show you. And he steps back and he morphs into his tiger and Cassie's like, you can do it too. Try it. Concentrate on a lion. And she and Tobias coach her through morphing. Rachel remembers the lion and how cute it is. Uh, she starts morphing and she's like, I remember. I remember. And everyone's happy. <laughs> and then they're all at the park. Rachel's teaching Marco how to do cartwheels. Everyone's having a great fucking time. And she monologues about how she doesn't want to forget. Our memories make us who we are. Blah, blah, blah. Who fucking cares? Um, there's a great shot of her putting her hair back. And then the very next shot, her hair is down. Editing is not a thing here. And then someone is watching them in the woods. It's crazy Helen. She comes into the frame, looks around for a second, and then darts away. And that Once is again, the end. The strongest. Yeah, but crazy Helen. Strongest part of the scene. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I guess. I don't know. I don't fucking care. That episode's over. Nothing fucking happened. The end. Yep. This is gonna be our shortest episode to date. Yep. How could they do this? I don't know. I would literally take an offensively bad episode over this shit. I agree. Wholeheartedly. Oh my god. I just want to apologize to everyone listening 
if you were like, oh, this episode of Animorphs Anonymous sucked, you're absolutely needing to blame this episode of Animorphs, the TV show from the 90s. <laughs> like, uh. Yeah, this episode was nothing. Yeah, no stakes, no redeeming moments. I mean, the actors did fine, as usual. Yeah, they did, they did good. They were, you know, they worked. The bird was cute. Yeah, it walked over to a backpack. The dog was cute. Dog did a good job. Dog. I did like when the dog went to sniff Rachel's shirt, and like clearly the dog was not at all interested in doing anything of the sort. Yeah. I was shocked once again that Cassie did not pet the dog. Like, She's probably not allowed to. It's probably like a service dog, like when it's working. <laughs> Cassie, don't touch me. I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> I'm acting, Cassie. Back off. You're breaking character. It would also be kind of weird, though, if she started just petting Jake. But, like, so if there's a dog around me, I am compulsively, like, touching the dog. Because I have to pet the dog. I have to. It's it's the law. That's like if I decided to stop breathing. If there's a dog in front of me, I'm going to pet that dog. Yeah. So the fact that Cassie didn't pet the dog was, like... It's it's very jarring to me. The only thing that will root me to the spot and make me not pet the dog is if the owner is staring me down. Yeah. Or if, or just looking at me in general. Yeah. Or if the dog is like, do not touch me, though. I'm trying to fill this episode with other things that people might like. Because this episode was bad. This episode was not one that people would like, so we're filling it with stuff that we like instead. <laughs> <laughs> help me i i can't this is the best i can do oh apparently they've remade black beauty i almost texted you the other day to tell you i'm so excited they have another black beauty coming out and then i watched the trailer and black beauty's a mare like yeah. i love mares i would love that except also now there's a small child who also lost her family and they bond and go to the big competition tm tm together Fuck this you. is problematic this is every horse movie ever i was about to say it's the plot of every single horse movie that ever existed it is and the thing that set black beauty apart from every other horse movie was the fact that it was just the story of a working horse that moved through the towns in this old-timey England and had a rough life until he met a soft landing. And it was the heartbreak and everything. This one, they're like, let's get a Mustang mare and take away her family. And oh, and I realize, yes, after all the time I've spent talking about how Free Willy is the best movie ever, that me complaining now about an animal being separated from its family and a child helping it find its way back, allegedly, is stupid, <laughs> but... This one doesn't find its way back because this one just goes to the big competition TM with the girl, which, by the way, they're on a ranch where they break horses. There's all sorts of things with Western shit. And then suddenly she's in an English saddle in a jumping competition. It doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, wait, Western or English? What? Two different things? (sighs) Yeah. And then, then... It's this Mustang, and all of a sudden, this Mustang has this gorgeous, warm blood head when it's a jumper, and it's like, this isn't even this, you're not even trying to hide it from me. (laughs) You can't fool me. 
<laughs> I work with horses every I mean, day of my life. Well, it's it's not even that. It's like so you look at the Mustang. They're hairy. They're shorter. They have a big working yeah. head because these are wild horses that yeah. have to live through the winter. They've bred with the draft horses that have been released from farms and things. Yeah. Versus a warm blood with a giant long nose that was bred for this. Like that's they true. Look totally different. Yeah, that did not look like a wild horse for sure. No. It's too, too dainty. And I just, I, for one, was very confused when they said, like, the classic tale, Black Beauty, and then it's cut with a helicopter blade going through. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, wait, what the fuck? Oh, oh, my God. Like, yeah, I just, I don't know about it. I just don't know about it. I mean, I'm going to watch it, but probably angrily. Like, you remember the time that I tried to watch Flicka, the remake of Flicka. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. Yeah. I I don't know about that. Like, I don't know. I don't mind that they made Black Beauty a girl and they gave her, like, a girl person. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, like, women, cool. But... Right. The fact that it's like every other fucking horse movie, every other YA horse thing is just right, well, like, ugh, okay. Right. It's like in, if the, okay. This is so safe. It's not even, it's just formulaic and repetitive and boring, okay. but it's like, why not tell it still make, make Black Beauty a mare? Who gives a shit? No one. Probably 90% of people that know what Black Beauty is don't know the difference between a mare, a gelding, and a stallion. Yeah. Fine. Make her a mare. Give her a human person that's a girl as well, even though Black Beauty did have several strong women in the book. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not harp on that. Let's get back to what we were doing. Yeah. Why aren't you telling me the story about how this horse got, sure, round it up, make it a Mustang, whatever. I don't give a fuck. But then why aren't you telling me the story of how it went through this program and worked with these people and how it was broken out properly, but then through just complete coincidence, like got sold onto a bad home and then how it went. Like, why aren't you telling me the story of Black Beauty in different situations that's like turned on its ear instead of a completely fucking different story, which is the exact same thing as every other horse movie other than Black Beauty is. Like, why? Why did you make those choices? Uh... It's like, what you've just done is given me every single horse movie, but just used Black Beauty the name. Like, you didn't even bother refilming it. You gave me the exact same film. You just stuck a new title card on it. Yeah. About the only thing that I saw in the trailer that happened in Black Beauty was like the burning barn situation. See, even that though, part of what was so intense about that was that Black Beauty had to get other horses out of there, Mm -hmm. encourage them out of there. And Black Beauty didn't want to leave there. And like, okay, let's, I won't, I won't get super into it. I'm just saying like, yes, I still don't think it followed the no. the plot of being the hotel barn where several other horses perished because they weren't as trusting. Yeah. So. <sighs> and Black Beauty got badly burned in that scene. I okay. So when does the original Black Beauty take place? Like time period wise. Like, turn of the century, right? I think it's like end of Victorian era. Yeah late 1890s early 1900s or something yeah 
yeah. why not set it then, but, like, with girls? Because then it could have been, like, oh, the women riding horses, and I don't know. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. Or, like, switch up the characters, because, like, it was written back then, so, like, obviously it's, like, you know, there there's a lot of men that he bonds with, like, the carriage drivers. and Yeah. I mean, he doesn't like the drunk guy that falls off, but whatever. But, like, the person <laughs> that named him, like, Beauty was, like, the first people that bought him at, like, yeah. the, the manor was the wife there, who was a very big advocate in getting him. Later on, when he gets sold to, like, the, the rental stables, when he's older and can't do all the work, the one person that he loves there is the, the strong woman that came and, like, rode him. And she was so, like, such a good writer and so kind to him that it was the one thing. Like, focus on those stories, maybe. Tell me those stories. Like, why are we, why are we doing this? Why are we, why are we making it the girl who's abandoned or whatever, her family dies? And, like, why are we focusing on her and her story? No one cares about her. We want to hear about this horse. I think... I don't know. Maybe it's the same reason why Tobias and Axe only got every other book because they thought people couldn't relate. It's like, oh, I think I think there's a stigma that humans can only relate to other humans. But Black Beauty has been a staple for a hundred years. Like I said, I think it's a very safe option what they're doing. And... If they want to play it safe right now because of COVID, I guess I understand. But also, like, you're making another boring-ass fucking movie. They could just straight-up reboot Black Beauty again and it would be better. Yeah. I'm just... I'm so fucking sick of this shit. And, like, I was complaining about everything to Matt yesterday. And I was talking about some other movie that, like... Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna rant for a minute. Okay. Do you remember the 2012 remake of the Lorax. Vaguely, yes. Okay. So they have a song in that movie that like conveys like the Onceler like becoming eventually like corrupt and like chopping down all these trees and ruining the environment to make his like product or whatever. But like mm-hmm. the original song that they wrote for that was like a it's like a lost song. And it was like so much darker and grittier and like more like mentioning like death and shit Mm -hmm. but they ultimately rewrote the song because it was too dark oh fuck you i hate that and and i was ranting to matt about this and i was like this is what i'm concerned about with the animorphs movie i'm worried that they're gonna be like oh it's too dark or or we're gonna turn away you know part of our audience because it just like goes so i just i don't want that and i'm so sick of movies fucking doing that yeah did you want to talk about the the movie controversy where where uh, Catherine and Michael stepped away because of creative differences? It's, man, it's only been like a couple of months since they announced it. So, like, that's pretty early yeah. to duck out. And that makes me really concerned. I agree. Because, <laughs> like, Brian and Mike were on the Avatar reboot for, like, a couple of years before they bounced, I think. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I have two theories, and one of them I said on the Discord, which was, like, I think that what he is doing is they're making a decision that, like, fundamentally goes against the the Animorphs 
Bible that they put together on Twitter of, like, what has to happen for the movie. And he's, like, weaponizing his fans, saying, like, listen, look at all the power I have behind me, and all I have to do is say I'm not on your project, and you're getting all of this backlash. Mm -hmm. And my other theory that I don't think I've said is that he's just, like, you know what? things immediately like they're not taking me into consideration they're like not treating us with any sort of like respect here so i'm not gonna fucking bother because life's just too goddamn short like on the one hand i don't necessarily love the idea of using fans as a weapon for leverage to get what you want because like that is like used and abused throughout media nowadays like like, shows make creative decisions based on fan backlash, and I don't necessarily think, like, that's the way to go. Ooh, yeah. But on the other hand, I think... I think movies and TV have a tendency to not want to take risks and to only do Mm -hmm. what is marketable and will, you know, sell tickets, and that means compromising Mm -hmm. the integrity of the source material. And I don't think that's right either. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. I mean, no, I I think I know what you're trying to say. And like, I, I totally agree. I think the only difference here is it's not like this is like a decision that a TV show made where like, because when, whenever I think of like weaponizing your audience and like, shows changing based off fan backlash my mind always goes to the blaine and kurt scenario where you know blaine cheated they broke up and like people revolted so hardcore that like eventually they just kind of like got them back together even though like it was like a weird toxic (laughs) thing that was happening (laughs) okay i didn't know there was fan backlash about that i thought ryan murphy was just kind of like oh i want to do this thing today so i'm gonna write this thing that doesn't make sense oh my god People threaten to kill themselves over it. Oh, really? It. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, Chris Colfer kept going on. Li- oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm reporting on news from, like, a decade ago. <laughs> I didn't know any of this. Chris Colfer. <laughs> yeah, Chris Colfer went online and said, like, it's a TV show. We're people beyond this show. This isn't real. You should never think that your life isn't important enough that, like, or isn't, um, isn't as valuable as, like, the relationship of fake characters on a TV show. That's insanity. And, like, he got really intense about it because people were like, if Blaine and Kurt don't get back together, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. It was a whole thing. So, like, yeah, that shit's, like, bullshit. But without knowing any of the circumstances surrounding the movie... If they're going to make such a heinous misstep with Animorphs, especially because, like, the TV show was was such a weird <laughs> s- sort of thing, like, I kind of agree with weaponizing the fans a little bit. Like, here's the people you're trying to please, and you've already pissed them off. So just know that if you keep fucking up, that these people will lose their goddamn minds at you. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, can, I can see it. I can see it all the way. I mean... It's definitely, like, better to be like, hey, like, you're fucking up, like, very early on in the process before anybody, like, spends a lot of money and commits to anything. Mm -hmm. Instead of it being like, oh, well, we've already made this movie. Oh, we've made a bunch of mistakes and pissed off all the fans. Well, we can't really take it back now. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I don't know. Again, I, I know nothing and about what's like going so on. And it's, like, so early. Yeah. I Yeah, right. There's no details. And it's so early that, like, probably what's going to end up happening now is they're like, oh, great, we've already pissed off the people that want to see this. We've already lost the authors because of this. And we haven't even hired anybody, so this is just going to sit on the back burner until people forget about it. Yeah. Although, so, I think, I think Michael said this, or he, like, I don't remember if, like, Rick Riordan said this, but, like, when an author comes on to consult on a movie, like, they usually have very limited, like, final say. So I kind of wonder if they knew that going in. Uh, they must. I mean, oh, that's hard. Because, like, otherwise they could have, like, maybe negotiated something in the contract that says, like, hey, I want, like, you know, write-off power. I want some amount I of- mean, they don't even- Yeah. Yeah, well, that would make sense, but they don't even have that. Like, Scholastic has all the rights to Animorphs. They have none of that. Yeah. So it's, I That's don't know. That's true. I just want to know what happened. I know. We should, like, DM him and be like, hey. What's up? <laughs> you don't know us. We have a podcast. Give us all the details. <laughs> I wonder if he talked to us. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't tell us, like, stuff that he's not supposed to tell us, probably, but. He absolutely would. <laughs> Break that NDA. It's dead. He'd be like, listen, they can sue me if they want. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Since he he links to that Percy Jackson article, and since Rick Riordan's main complaint was that they aged the characters up and made it, like, all about sex and shit, I I really wonder if that's what happened. If they were like, we're not going to make them, like, 13 because, like, kids aren't going to want to see this. Like, we got to appeal to the teenage audience. Because, like, everyone knows that teenagers can't identify with children. Like, what? <sighs> no one can identify children. They're so confusing. I mean, I I get that decision. Like, I I get why that's a thing. Because it's easier to work with kids that are a little older just with labor laws and growth spurts and hormonal changes and voice changes. Like, I get it, but... But, like, it's not impossible to look at Stranger Things. It's not. Look at, uh, fucking... What's the one with the kid? It? (laughs) What a stupid thing to say. The the one with the child Um, in it. (laughs) You know, the one with the kid. Uh, the superhero one that just came... Uh, Umbrella Academy. Yeah! Oh, man. Aiden Gallagher, he's great. And, like, fucking... Yeah. Apparently was really good. That is kids in it mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know i didn't see it it was a clown movie and i don't like clowns um but like obviously it's possible <laughs> it's just yeah i don't know man uh, and i don't know man i'm just a bird I'm just a bird i mean i guess it depends on how they're formatting this too because like are they thinking about a movie that transitions into a TV show? Are they thinking about doing, like, four in the series and just condensing the plot line? Because that changes everything, too. Like, you know, I don't know. If you're trying to film, like, a movie per, probably for the first five books per book, and then, like, try to do runs of, like, plot lines, like, I, you know, that's going to be hard to start with younger kids because they're going to change their looks so fast. I get it. I see the problems. I really do. I just, but still. Here's the thing. The only, 
like when they announced the movie, like the only reservation I had was that like I really do think it would be way better as a TV series. Just the way that the books mm-hmm. are set up. Like if you make everything like a 40, yeah. 45 minute episode, like like it's yeah. just it works better as a TV series. I don't know how you're gonna adapt it into a movie. Like and if you can't like pick the appropriate medium for the thing, like I think you're already kind of setting yourself up for failure. It's not that I don't want a movie to happen. But I do think it would be better mm-hmm. as a TV show. Yeah. And, like, I, I think we talked about this when we were talking to Jeff. Like, if the first book is a movie, great. That's a very, like, that is a movie in a book. Yeah. It's It fits that format. But then you got to transition it off that platform. Yeah. And then it's, like, you could have just, like, a really long pilot episode of a TV series. That, too, where it basically is a movie. Yeah. But... It's your your hour and a half long, two hour pilot. Yeah, I just and like watching this TV show and seeing all of the utter limitations they had with the limited budget and like the lack of you know CGI that they had back then. It's like nowadays it could just be so good and so cool. Like if there's ever a time to remake Animorphs, it's right fucking now, you guys. Like, ah, yeah, yep, I agree, especially with like. Man, the last, like, five or six years, they have just done so much with, like, animal-based movies, with, like, the live-action remake of The Lion King and The Jungle Book and all that stuff. Like, they have people on hand that have the skill set to make that a Mm -hmm. thing. (laughs) Again, budget probably isn't there, but still. Although, have you seen the trailer for, I think it's, like, Call of the Wild or something? Is this the one that I fucked up and thought it was that movie with uh the frogman the frogman <laughs> william willem dafoe oh <laughs> and you oh, said no, no yeah, yeah, yeah that's the wrong that's, one that's um that's togo um yes i've made this exact misstep before <laughs> no call of the wild has harrison ford in it and the dog is entirely okay. cgi'd and it looks bad it looks oh no awful like they don't even get like a regular dog and then CGI in the parts that that could theoretically like not be done by a real dog. It's the CGI dog the whole time and it looks so crappy. Oh my god. But then Jesus. but then like you look at, you know, like Lion King and you look I even thought like I haven't watched the one and only Ivan yet, but I thought those animals looked really good. Like you can do with mm-hmm. this. Yep, it's possible. <sighs> it is possible. And I've even started, like, really contemplating, like, in my dark moments when I'm thinking about the, the Animorphs media. <laughs> um, like, I was just thinking about if they did go the route of doing a cartoon, like, they could do so much with that. I don't know. I was just thinking about acts. Like, when we were watching, when we, when, you know, you and I, my me by myself, but you in my head, we're watching the TV show together yeah. today. Um, and I was, like, looking at acts. I was just like, man, like, they, if this was animated, this would be such a cool scene. Because they could do so much shit that they just, like, these people could not figure the fuck out. Yeah. So, I don't know. I... I have so many feelings. I I have to say, though, like, when I... This is not to, like, drag anybody, but, like, if people say, like, oh, like, Pixar should do it, I'm just sitting here, like, Pixar would not touch Animorphs with a 10-foot pole. Like, 
if yeah. if it were animated, I would want to see it be like like almost anime style, like two D and like totally not afraid to do like the crazy like morphing and ripping and mm-hmm. blood and you know, just like really go that direction with it, I think. But maybe that's because like mm-hmm. there's like there's such a strong association for me of like three D animation with like family media, like like yeah. I'm not saying Animorphs isn't family media, but like, well, you're like I've never seen like gore done in like a 3D sort of environment, but like I have seen yeah, a lot of no. like, gory anime, <laughs> so maybe that's where I'm getting that kind of association. But yeah, I yeah, I I am feeling that same association as well. I don't know. I feel like it's. The other thing is, like, when they're doing, like, 3D, they just focus so much on, like, look at all the cool, like, rendering we can do of, like, the skin and this so it looks so cool. And then, like, being like, okay, now tear it apart and make it bleed. They'd be like, I don't, we haven't done that before. That's not, that's not in our wheelhouse. Yeah, it's just like, I, I, I just, I'm afraid if they did, like, a 3D animated route that they would sacrifice tone. Like, if it were Pixar, like, they would never be allowed to do, like, that crazy shit. Like, they would have to play it up in, like, a humorous way or something. And I feel like, I think that's where, like, I'm like, no, not Pixar. Like, never Pixar. Because, like, they just, I don't think they would ever go that dark. And I think it does need to go that dark. Yeah, and God, Disney doesn't need to do another thing. They fucked up so much. They can just (laughs) stay away. (laughs) Tell me all your beef. (laughs) <laughs> I just, you know, they've just burned me one too many oh, times. No. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the darkest Disney has ever gone with their animated feature. Maybe like Black Cauldron, but like Oh, I was thinking like the tone of like Deadpool is Disney now, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess so. I think it is cuz they own all Marvel, right? Including Deadpool. So like that tone but with an animated not that tone like not that not okay what i'm trying to say is the edginess of deadpool not the like jokiness which is inherent to deadpool but i don't think is the same feel as animorphs is what i'm trying to say but disney could go there because they've gone pretty far with movies like deadpool but i don't want them to touch it because they tend to fuck up everything they touch that's what i'm This is my my thought that I was expressing with like half formed words yeah. no, and no. sentences that didn't complete. Yeah, I get it. thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, well, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like Animorphs must be a nightmare to try and market because it uh-huh. does straddle that line between it being for kids and it being like really mature. So, but like. But, like, young adult is, that's what young adult is for, right? Like, it's supposed to be kind of, like, you know, uh, something to be enjoyed by, you know, younger to, like, you know, middle teen people. But then it can go yeah, very like dark. people making that age transition. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know that anybody, I think the comment that I hear a lot when we're talking about, like, what age did you start reading Animorphs is so many people are, like, if my parents had any fucking idea what yeah. I was reading, they would have not been cool yeah. with it. And then trying to market that in a movie where it's like you have to go with your kid and sit down with your kid and watch it. And like, oh man, 
I don't know. Like, I don't know how that would turn out because there's, of course, parents always are like, oh, I appreciated that they put some jokes for adults in there. So I wasn't bored the whole time. But like with Animorphs, it's not like, oh, yeah, I appreciated that they put some content for adults in there so that I could contemplate the morally gray areas of my entire <laughs> fucking life while my child was distressed about their their character dying. Oh, like, my God. That's a whole other can of worms. So while you were talking about that, I realized another reason why they would want to age the characters up because so I've watched a lot of booktube over the past couple months and I've learned a lot Uh of young adult book plots from booktube and Uh so so much of it is focused on romance it's focused on like you know these like mostly teen girls having these like you know world problems in whatever universe they're set in usually it's like oh she's like she's got this really rare like magical gift or her like her parents are dead or she has to find her missing brother or some shit but there's like almost always it's kind it's very formulaic from what i can tell and animorphs is so freaking unique in that the kids do skew younger it is very dark. It's got aliens in it and like morphing into animals. It's just this bizarre thing where it doesn't really fit. It fits everywhere and it kind of fits nowhere. And I really mm-hmm. don't know how you would market that. Well, even thinking like, who's the audience that you're trying to cater to? Well, the books are middle grade books. They're not, I mean, that's even younger than YA, mm-hmm. right? Like middle mm-hmm. grade is is one step younger. Yeah. But it's also for the fans who are now all in their 20s and 30s. Yeah. But it's also for like adults. <laughs> and in this, the year 2020, it's a book that ultimately ends on the note of Hey, you didn't like all that, like that all your friends died and everybody just went back to like their crumbling lives and didn't accomplish anything. Well, go fucking vote, you assholes. <laughs> and you're trying to put that out now? Oh my God. Like, holy shit. Oh <laughs> like, fuck, man. <laughs> like, How do you market that? I don't know. I, like, <laughs> I think probably, like, again, I haven't read a lot of young adult but like the closest like thing tone wise that i can think of is like hunger games like very like it's very dark it's very sad it doesn't end very happily and like there's a little bit of romance but it's not like a big fucking deal but like that's the closest thing i can think of but again those characters are like you know 16 17 18 years old so right and like the only younger character dies in the arena like pretty quickly yeah and like even though the i don't think the romance really matters that much to the plot like there's way more of it it's a it's there's more of it and it's a huge marketing like plot yeah so and even at the end like so yeah the ending is dark but like the ending for them is we're both similarly damaged, so we stayed together because our PTSD was the same. Yeah. And, like, versus Animorphs, that's like, oh, by the way, the characters that loved each other, they broke up. And, by the <laughs> way, one's going to go date somebody else and one's going to go, like, die on a crazy... Like, yeah. it just... It it dares to go that step further. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just... 
I'm as someone who has read a lot of YA, just because I I enjoyed it when I was that age. I mean, I still kind of enjoy a good YA novel because it's very easy to just get through because it's like I don't have to think about anything. It just happens to me and then I'm done with it. Yeah. Um, there's really not like, I mean, of course, I've of all the books of YA that are published, I've read point zero 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 one percent, but there's just nothing really like it that has that same tone that's of that same age range. And even now, like, I read it and I don't think, oh, wow, like, this is a young kid's book that we're reading as adults for nostalgia purposes. It's like, wow, here's a fantastic fucking story that I can get behind at 30 and also at 9 and also at 20, whatever. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's just there's... nothing quite like it. No, there isn't. But, like, <sighs> and for as much as, like, I think it's really hard to market. I still want someone to fucking try. And I want, like, the right yeah. person to come along to be like, I recognize what's special about these books, and I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to capture mm-hmm. that same feeling. Instead of just trying to resurrect a nostalgic series for the monies. Like, right. this absolutely needs to go to the right people. And the fact that Michael and Catherine have bowed out of Picture Start even though they thought these were the right people, is just so fucking discouraging to me. <laughs> it, it truly is. And, like, I mean, if I walked into... Because, like, I'm seeing this. No matter who produces it, no matter what happens, I am... I'm watching this shit. Like, there's no other option. If I walk into that theater and they've aged up the character... Like, there are so few things that they could do that, like, would just completely kill it for me. One of them is is whitewashing the characters. You do that, I'm not fucking spending my money with you. Fuck you. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yep. Screw that. Yep. Um, but, like, you know, if they age up the characters, if they do something, if I walk into that theater, even if I'm pissed about it, but I walk out and I think, like, wow, but that's still got some of the heart that Animorphs does, even if they're older, even if it's in, you know, the current day instead of the 90s, even if it's this, that, or the other... Like, I would be so freaking pumped. Yeah. I just, you're right. They just need to have the right person. And even if some of those decisions we don't agree with, if it comes out as a good movie and something that can continue on, like, it's a win. Yeah. And if it's something that gets enough people into the original series and they can, like, really just (laughs) revive and reprint all the original books, like, that's also Mm -hmm. a huge win. It's like Jeff always says. So. Yeah. Uh, it's like we can't hold out for the perfect movie because that's never going to happen (laughs) (laughs) but like if it doesn't have michael and Catherine's blessing then i'm gonna be really skeptical about it oh i'm super skeptical Mm. i don't like it would take a lot they have to find the peter jackson of animorphs (laughs) yeah yeah just yeah uh, like need it needs like a rich investor who doesn't necessarily want like a return on investment but just wants this mm-hmm. thing made and made right that's what it needs so everybody pull your money let's all get fucking rich pull our money and then just like make this happen like that that's the thing though they probably could make a decent run at a movie if they just crowdfunded this like 
I say that without any numbers in front of me, but that gets into so many different sticky spots that's yeah. just like if you like not... if you invest in it, then you're buying like a say in it. And if you have like a trillion people doing it, then that's Oh, that's a horrifying <laughs> Right. And it's it's also like, well, who actually... Like, we know Scholastic owns the rights, but then who has the rights to the movie and who has the say in this? And do we actually have somebody in power that's backing this? Because I could go make a Kickstarter now about this, mm-hmm. but do I have any fucking say or connections? Absolutely not. <laughs> so, like, we need... We, there still needs to be a point person there mm-hmm. that can work with these places to, to get this done. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Fuck. Man. It's your the thing though where you just said like all the people having to say just reminded me that Drew has like a two dollar share in Coke. And so every time Coke does something wrong, he writes them a long email about how he's an investor <laughs> and complains to them. And I was just like imagining that for Animorphs. Like, I, I put $2 in your Kickstarter and God damn it, I'll have my say. <laughs> Yeah, so that's been a lot of speculation. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I do want some sort of screen adaptation to happen. Like, I ultimately think that there are some pieces of media that just work best in their, not necessarily their original forms, but like, so, like what am I trying to say? <sighs> some things shouldn't be movies. Like, some things can have multiple media adaptations, but I think sometimes they just work best in one form. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to use Harry Potter as an example, so I won't. Um, But, like, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, like, an Animorphs movie is probably never going to be as good as the Animorphs books, because that is the format no. they were written in, and that's maybe the format that they work best in. But it's not how I feel. Uh, okay, here's an, here's an example. Avatar The Last Airbender is, like, Mm -hmm. a flawless TV show. It's not flawless, but, like, it's, like, as close to flawless as you're going to get. So the fact that they've, like, remade it once and they're remaking it again in live action, it's, like, you don't need to do that, though. And same with, like, all the Disney remakes. Same with, like, Lion King. It's, like, it worked amazing in its original form. You don't need to remake it. But, like, Animorphs, I want to see it remade because they tried once and it was awful. It was this show. (laughs) So... I would be like willing to see another attempt. I yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's like no. I just I know what you're saying. Like I I just want to see them do this. Like I want to see them make a good movie in this universe that we love. Yeah. Fuck. <sighs> Jesus. And I like I think the other thing about this transition is that we're going from a we're not going from like a flawless TV show to a movie that's bad. We're going from a book to a movie. And I feel like that's very different. Because, like, yeah. it's it's a small sidestep from, like, TV show to movie, even if it's animated to live action. But it's a big leap from book to movie. Yeah, yeah. Which is partially the reason I was like, I would like to see this sort of adaptation. When you're taking, like, mm-hmm. an animated movie and you're making it in 3D animation almost shot for shot, it's like, okay, that doesn't need to exist. Like, that is just a cash yeah. grab. But, you know, yeah. taking a book and making it visual, like, completely changing the sensory experience that you get is, like, totally worth that, I think. 
Mm-hmm. That's I agree. Like that was for me one of the coolest parts of the Hunger Games, and I'll, I didn't get into the books until after the first movie came out. Yeah, and then I ended up like reading the books before the rest of them came out. Um, but like that was some of the coolest stuff for me is just seeing like how they interpreted out some of like the different stuff in the capital and like yeah. the different outfit stuff. Like it was just such a cool thing to go from like book to movie and see it in that way. Mm-hmm. So I would. I want that for Animorphs so bad. Yeah. <sighs> now that we've got ourselves all hyped. <laughs> uh, yeah. We just spent half an hour talking about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I almost felt like we should have, like, emergency called Jeff into that conversation. Oh, no. <laughs> Why can't we have nice things? I think that... Uh, we just, we committed too many crimes, and um, this is our punishment. <laughs> we as the human race, we're too naughty, yeah, we as so God race. will not give us things. <laughs> He's like, no, you were bad, you don't get any dessert. That's right. <laughs> no cakes and creams for you. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, have we dragged this out long enough? I think so. Uh, what do we do? We ran characters sometimes. Would you like to attempt that? Sure. What did you think of the hawk? It was great. <laughs> Good job, hawk. Good job, hawk. You nailed it. Yeah. What about Jake, I guess? I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> That's not fair. Me either. He had very straight hair. Yeah. <sighs> he was a dog. Dog was great. Playing baseball, I guess, was funny. Yeah. You know what? Sean showed up. He acted. He went home. Yep. Five stars. Yep. <laughs> I guess, what about Rachel? She did a really good job, I thought. She did a very good job. She was all of us and embodied into one person, <laughs> one performance. It was great. Uh-huh. Um, and she did a good job of pretending to be mortally injured. Maybe not mortally injured, but... Emotionally. Emotionally compromised. Yeah, so... Fives to Rachel and Brooke. Solid. Yeah. Uh, What do we think about Christopher? Christopher, Christopher, Christopher. Christopher. Uh, His Canadian accent was very prominent, I thought. Was it? In his voiceover. I don't know. I I didn't notice. I don't know. He's fine. He's good. I liked his outburst. She hasn't been yurked. She just hasn't. <laughs> I liked his sense of urgency when he landed. Guys, guys, guys! 30 seconds of nonsense. So, anyways, Rachel's been kidnapped! <laughs> it's like in a Mary Potter musical when Snape runs in, he's like, ah! Oh, checkmate! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Five stars for that. Yep. Uh, what about Boris the vampire? <laughs> Our buddy Boris. He's. I don't know why I went Halloween with that. <laughs> Freaking uh, chicky. Uh, Boris Cabrera. Cabrera. It's fun to roll the R's. Um, it is very fun. It's great. He's fine. He, yeah. I liked it when he was chilling with Tobias. Oh, uh, what do we think about Nadja? She was great. She did a good baseball. Softball, ball, sports. Honestly, I think secretly she was this baseball softball was her secret weapon. I honestly think that she is so talented at that. She's actually really she good just, at it. 
Well, yeah, that's the only way she could have given us a believable miss and then an absolute dead-on bullseye hit for what she was aiming for. Like, (laughs) she is the secret weapon. Baseball is her craft. (laughs) I like that. So, yeah, fives for being a secret baseball star. Hell, yeah. And, And, uh, yeah. No axe. No axe, so. But he still gets a five thousand. Yeah. I'll give him a five. I'm sure he was doing something amazing elsewhere. In my mind, he was there the whole time. God. <sighs> it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to send me a note about uh, any of this, um, <laughs> I'm going to say preferably about how much you hate the trailer to Black Beauty. You can <laughs> send that to me at anonymousanimorse at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to tweet at me, and also remember to include the Black Beauty producers in that, uh, you can just do that at Amorce Anon. If you want to do it over Instagram, I don't know if they have an Instagram presence, but uh, that's at, at Amorce Anonymous. Or you can uh, do it publicly on Facebook and really shame them, which is just Amorce Anonymous or our super secret, super awesome subgroup, the Andalite Bandalites, which is facebook.com slash group slash Anonymous. If you want to talk about how boring this episode was, or about Black Beauty, or about anything at all, really, um, <laughs> and if you want that instantaneously and with a bunch of other cool people, you can join our Animorphs Anonymous Discord server. Um, if you want the link to that, please hit us up on any of our socials. We'll give you the link, and you can come chill with us. It's a good time. What if I'm fucking tired of talking to people and just want to read a goddamn book? <laughs> um well i have a web comic that you could read for free uh it's called beside you you can go read that at b-s-i-d-e-y-o-u comic.com or if you want to not read it for free and get early access to pages uh you can go to my patreon and 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 do that uh that is patreon.com slash kcd studios yes i am a patron and i Enjoy it immensely. Yay! That's all I've ever wanted. I, I read ahead, and then every week, or however many times a week, I don't know, it depends on the week, I can't keep track of time. <laughs> what so whenever that? I get my email, I just laugh out loud and think, think of all the fucking idiots who aren't getting this early. <laughs> That's right, shame them. <laughs> <laughs> Publicly shame them. I do. <laughs> oh no. You could be reading this now, but instead you'll read this in a month, you fools! <laughs> what if I want a different podcast that is also about comics and shenanigans? Where can I get that, Oh, though? I have such a good recommendation for you. It's called From Cadmus to Crisis. It's, 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 it's a Superboy podcast! Woo! And let me tell you, I think... I have David and Drew almost convinced to come off on a side adventure with me. Ooh. Let me tell you how this came about. Ooh. David, I said, David, we're recording this week. What are what book are we reading? This is a question I have to ask them constantly because I just want to make sure I don't fuck it up. And David usually sends me covers. But this day he said, no, you are an adult. You can do this on your own. He said, Superboy 31. And he sent me into the world. <laughs> what I found was a Superboy from what looks to be 1950, where Superboy is riding an elephant. Oh. And I said to David, is this it? And David said, you fool, you've absolutely fucked it up yet again. Oh, no. 
And then it sent us off into this whole thing, how this is like a golden age comics from like, again, like the 50s, 60s. And it's just Superman as a boy. This isn't even Superboy TM. This is Superman as a boy. A Superman boy. A Superman boy. (laughs) And David has proceeded to send me, I think, at least half of the comic books, like screenshot by screenshot, because he's just super into it now. And there is indeed an elephant in it. And I'm like, we got to get into this, guys. So uh, that may be a side adventure. Uh, don't tell them I told you any of this. All of you who are listening, you're, you're all sworn to secrecy. <laughs> oh, um, no. Yeah. So anyways, that's not what we're reading this week. It's not what we're going to publish soon. But it is something that could happen. Elephants. <laughs> so there's that. Greatest show, man meets Superboy. They're going to sing that's about the much. elephants and the elements. I think he just busted out of the zoo. Like, he straight up busted he supermaned it out of a zoo. Damn. He just picked it up. Well, sorry about this episode. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Have a good time with that. I hope you had a good time. Oh, no. I hope we made this entertaining for you. <laughs> what is this voice you're doing? <laughs> I don't know. It keeps getting higher and I don't know what to do. We have to leave before it breaks the sound barrier and destroys all of the ears of all the dogs. You never know. I could go back into the spooky voice I did earlier. <laughs> what is Cabrera? What is Vincent Price Nadia? doing here? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I just want to go home to Transylvania. <laughs> Woo! You must invite me to leave this podcast before I can stop recording. Oh no! <laughs> Help! I'm dead. That's my problem too. <laughs> okay, let's end our suffering. Let's take let's take a silver bullet to the heart. Wait, no, that's werewolves. Let's take a wooden stake to the heart and die. Thank you for releasing me. <laughs> <laughs>